everyone. This is Joanna of Sarah and Joanna welcoming you back to part two of our interview with Ayana Ali. I'm, I'm thinking more about just how, like how intolerant our healthcare system of it is of pain too, because it is oftentimes it's something that we really can't track or we, we know the purpose of it, but it's hard to treat it outside of medicinal usage. I'm mm-hmm. Joy, I'm thinking about that earlier episode with, uh, with the medical social worker, Cherie talking about sickle cell disease and how those, how those like kids and young adults are treated by, by staff and hospitals and just kind of just very dehumanized and so just like for listeners and anybody that's still in this, like this journey of unlearning implicit bias, thinking that someone is naturally stronger is not doing them a favor. It is endangering them over and over and over again. You know, thinking that someone can carry an emotional burden or a physical burden is not a compliment. <laughs> and this story is an exact example of that, that you are not, you are not uplifting someone. You're actually denying them the opportunity to be vulnerable and have pain. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And I'm thinking of the the study that you cited first Anna, about that it was medical students who thought this. This is yeah. medical students. People like we're being trained. Yeah. <laughs> to care for us and treat our pain, right? I mean, yeah. like, don't get me started on medical students, but because <laughs> I had to take the bus or therapy for students. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> But I'm also just thinking about how frustrating it must be to work with women of color as a therapist and just like, like encouraging them to advocate for themselves and knowing that sometimes that advocating even pushes medical professionals away. Cause that's part of the, you know, like going in, going into those situations is like, well, if I push too hard, then they're not going to take me seriously. Right. Right. If I don't push enough, then I'll just be dismissed. So yeah, it's a fine line. Um, and I, I wish that my story was the only story and it was the most egregious story that I knew of, but it's not. Um, and I've talked to many people about that very same kind of conflict. Like, do I say something and then perhaps wind up getting on people's nerves or irritating people and then making them not listen to me even more? Or do I say something and possibly get the treatment that I deserve? There's always this question of, am I, am I doing too much? Am I being too much? And I think particularly as a Black woman, those questions come up a lot you know, not only when you're dealing with like maternity stuff, but also kind of like, you know, you need, you anyone needs the doctors and the clinicians on their team to be a part of their, you know, an advocate for them and to believe them. But I think as black women, there's always this, you know, idea of like, are we, are we complaining more than anybody else? Or are we upset more than anybody else? Or do we have an attitude? And I've talked to so many clients who have gone through pregnancy knowing that something was wrong, haven't gone to the ER, 
you know, having kind of been poo-pooed or sent home and then, you know, unfortunately want to wind up back in the ER and, um, you know, having been told like, sorry, there's no heartbeat or, you know, sorry, we didn't catch it early enough. And, you know, miscarriage and other pregnancy and uh, pregnancy loss, it's common, you know? Um, so it's not to say that it would never have happened for any of these women, but sometimes you wonder, you know, if they had been listened to, would there have been something that could have been done? Or even if the pregnancy wound up being lost, could it have been done in a way that wasn't as traumatic for the parents, you know? And as women, when we're pregnant, the trauma, that we experience when we go through pregnancy loss or when we go through infertility, it's not, you know, it's not only just disappointing and hard and rough, but then all of that trauma occurs in the context of our body, Mm -hmm. which you don't get rid of, you know, you walk, you take this body everywhere. Um, It's like that saying, like everywhere you go, there you are. (laughs) Um, But, you know, to then have to like live in this body and coexist with it and feel all its feelings and try to advocate and stick up for it, but also be wondering like, is anybody gonna take me seriously? Is anybody really hearing what I'm saying? Um, You know, that's heavy. Yeah, I'm thinking, and I don't know if this thought is fully gathered yet, but you're you're carrying it in your body, but you're also, you're carrying this, this, this piece of defense this like necessary defense that not everybody has to carry mm-hmm. that is then constantly misinterpreted as like you're saying, am I being too much or am I being pushy? Like what kind of, yeah. what kind of negative label can I receive from this? Yeah. You know, it, it's so funny. I actually, so when I finally, I, you know, I went on to have two more losses and then I had my daughter and I actually wound up having my daughter at the hospital, the same hospital the reason though and everybody's like what are you talking about what's wrong with you I chose that hospital because the doctor who saved my life I also she wound up delivering my daughter right and I um you know I thought about I had the the option of going to a few different hospitals I went back to that same um reproductive endocrinologist and then you know he when he was finally ready to discharge me when I was pregnant with my daughter and it seemed like things were going well he was like well you know I can refer you here and I can refer you here and then I said oh no I want to go to Dr. Carr um and he's like well how would you feel you know having your daughter in that hospital and I said you know I really want to know that someone who's going to be delivering my baby, you know, cares about me, you know, and it's my, I'm not saying that any of the other hospitals aren't good. They're probably, maybe they're better. Um, but I don't have a personal connection to any of those people, you know, and I was actually born in that hospital <laughs> and, you know, so it holds like all this significance for me, like good and bad. But the fact of the matter is, is that I made a choice of where I was going to deliver my daughter because I knew that I had an advocate and that maybe statistically that hospital wasn't as, as great as some of the other ones were, but I really felt like the personal connection and the personal care that I would get would make a difference. Um, and it did, but the fact that I had to even consider that, you know, um, you know, my RA was affiliated with this really shishi fufu hospital in Long Island. And I had had surgery there and I loved it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like staying in a hotel. <laughs> like, you know, I can refer you out there. Yeah. No, because I don't know any of the doctors there. 
except you, you know, the fact that I have to even think about that, you know, and then also try to prepare myself and try to be ready and try to, you know, even going into, I had, I wound up having a C-section. So I knew when I was walking into the hospital, I was going to, you know, have the baby that day and stuff. I was trying to like, trying to prepare myself for if this, then I'll say that, or if, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of talking to my husband and talking to my family, um, trying to prepare them to be advocates for me, should they need to be, and should I be unable to talk for myself? And the only thing that really helped me relax was that I knew that Dr. Carr was going to be delivering um, my baby because I knew she cared about me, not only as a patient, but as a person. So that's a tough choice to make. Yeah, it's, it's just making it this, I don't know, I might start crying, but um, just like, there's, there's like a, you can tell when a doctor is like, listening to you and like mm-hmm. and like evaluating you as a human being um mm-hmm. like I had a beautiful we kind of got forgotten our last time at LND mm-hmm. um because there was a lot going on which is fine I understand but you know the the midwife came back and she you know we were like oh our last ultrasound we didn't really get to see anything so she like took extra time to show us like the baby moving and it was just like how and like I want her to deliver my baby now because like I could tell that <laughs> she was like she was like listening to my anxiety and she was like telling me all these things and like really I felt open to be like yeah these are all my like traumas with my body and all this stuff you know and and that's beautiful and I it's it's upsetting to me that the majority of people don't get to get to experience that yeah yeah um I mean I definitely I mean, you know, there's a phrase that a lot of older Black people used to use, still do, I guess. And it's like, you know, I I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. And I I wouldn't change anything because I feel like my experiences made me who I am. And then ultimately my daughter came as a result of, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Um, But I just wish for more women, there was this experience of finding a provider that they really connect with, that they feel like really cares about them and really views their health and the health of their baby and their growing family as very important. And because of that, they're heard. It shouldn't be that you encounter this rare (laughs) who takes the time to hear you or to, you know, I had a surgery right before I had my daughter, I had two more miscarriages, like missed miscarriages. So I wound up having um, DNCs. And um, one of them, I remember Dr. Carr was going, she was going on vacation. I went to the, I went to her office and there was no heartbeat. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was just like, well, I want to have DNC because I want to be able to do genetic testing. You know, if I try to, um, you know, pass the pregnancy naturally, we won't know what's happening. So she was supposed to be going on vacation the next day. She was like, you know what? She was like, get to the hospital at 6am in the morning. So she literally operated on me and then like went to the airport. But there was something with my insurance because I had seen her later in the day. And then I had to get to the hospital so early that they couldn't clear. So like I was waiting for them to clear. And um, she was like, let's go, let's go. She, and she, she literally walked me down the hall to the ER and she had her arm around me and she was like, everything's going to be okay. I will never forget that experience as long as I live. 
you know, um, and then when she finally delivered my daughter, she was like, girl, you put me through it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I feel like we were conspiring together to bring this baby. <laughs> um, you know, but I-, I love her and I love the fact that, you know, she's my doctor and I trust her, but it's like, why can't everybody have that experience or why did my experience have to involve so much trauma before I found somebody mm-hmm. who really, I know cares about me as a, as a human being, you know, and not just, just patient X or, you know, patient Y. So yeah, everybody deserves that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, yeah. Do, do what's coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that distinction between, you know, I wouldn't, what was that phrase again? wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. I love like the distinguishing that from, oh, well, you know, I'm, because there's something about like kind of enabling trauma on other people by saying it's making them stronger. And that is like such a nice distinction (laughs) that like there, I wouldn't take anything from it because it has made me into this and it's made me be able to empower myself and other people. Yeah. And that is like, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like this, this, um, this work chose me. I, I, I definitely, I mean, I wouldn't take anything from my journey now, but I also don't feel like I love my daughter anymore because I had these experiences because, you know, when you have pregnancy losses, people in their effort to try to you know, be comforting, wind up saying a lot of stupid things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it's often been implied that, you know, because you had so much difficulty, you know, you're probably so, so much more of a loving parent. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. You know, I would, would have loved my child no matter what. Um, and I'm grateful to be in this place and to be able to use my voice, but I never would have imagined that I would have been in this place. I never would have seen myself in this role. You know, I remember being young and hearing about miscarriages and I was kind of like, that's not me, that won't be me, you know? And then I found myself in this role where I'm like, hi, (laughs) that was me several times. And, you know, um, so, I mean, all of the experiences are valuable and I, I, I'm not one of those, everything happens for a reason people, but I definitely believe that for me, this was the journey that, that I was to take so that I could be in this place of advocacy and so that I could serve this population of people. Um, So it's valuable to me, the work that I do, but there is a lot of pain still, and there is a lot of trauma. And there are times when I think back, like, wow, what would my like, what would my life have been like had my first pregnancy come to fruition or my second or my third, you know? Um, and then after I had my daughter, I had two other pregnancy losses. You know, I always saw myself as having more than one child and I don't. And so, you know, that's, those are things that just kind of like make you wonder what would have happened. Is there anything, any advice you can give to those people trying to console someone who have had a pregnancy loss things not to say okay because <laughs> um, yeah. okay. um. <laughs> there's a lot of people I mean it, throughout yeah. pregnancy it, 
you just hear the like whoa okay how did you think that was appropriate to say to me okay okay so first number one I would not say everything happens for a reason because I think I really really don't believe in that Um, you know I don't believe in it at all Um, and I think people who say that say that usually because they're trying to convey comfort or you know they're trying to convey that there's some bigger picture to it or whatever and but it's not comforting you know um and then it also begs the question well you know what was the reason because I still haven't figured that out um you know I've also I remember someone who I was close to at the time said to me oh, well, you know, maybe this was a blessing in disguise, you know, like, you don't know if your child would have had Down syndrome. And I'm like, so who's to say that if I had, you know, my pregnancy had continued and I had done, you know, the NIPT or the amniocentesis or whatever, and, you know, they had said, okay, well, you know, we've discovered that your child has Down syndrome or some other genetic disorder that I would have terminated the pregnancy. Like, that's a big assumption for you to make, you know, um, or that I would have, loved my child any less, you know, so it's just like, ugh, people say, you know, the horrible things. Um, I think the best thing that you can say is just, I'm sorry for your loss because it is a loss. Your baby did exist. You know, I'm there for you. Is there anything I can do? I'm thinking of you. Um, and I think one of the things for me that is the most I think hurtful is when people don't acknowledge my children who passed on. So sometimes not saying anything mm-hmm. is actually more painful than what people say, you know, that may be a little off or may wind up being irritating in some way because they existed, you know, and when, um, you know, people ask me, do I have children? I say, you know, just for, because it's not like I get into this conversation with every single person. I'm like, yes, I have one daughter, but you know, really when I think about it, you know, I think about the fact that I have been pregnant six times and I only have one child that's on that's earth side. And I made, you know, before I had my daughter, I had a blanket made. I named all of my babies. I, you know, had the blanket made and Um, their names were inscribed on the blanket. And that was the blanket that was always in my daughter's nursery. And when I had like my rocking chair where I would sit with her and breastfeed her, that was the the blanket that I would like wrap us in if we were cold. I, um, I didn't really do, I I haven't named my last two um, losses um, just because of, I think a lot of stuff that was going on in my life. But I always think about the fact that there are like these other souls that are out there and they're like, that's my mom, you know, or something. And, you know, I think when people acknowledge the fact that there were beings that existed and that they mean something to you, that's really powerful and that's really healing. So acknowledging them is also something that you can do that I think for most people you know, is a good thing and is welcomed. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I mean, we are so grateful for your time and for you and just for the, the service that you're providing to like our black sisters and siblings that are really in need of it. I mean, just, just 
Yeah. Just really like making space and kind of naming that because I mean, like you said, this is, this is life-saving stuff. I mean, the fact that you had like all black staff during this very traumatic incident that just mm-hmm. happened to work out that day. It's, it's so incredible that, um, yeah, but yeah, you're making yourself available for people that need it. Thank you so much. I appreciate mm-hmm. being able to talk about the work that I do and why it's important. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, it's literally life, life and very yeah, literally. <laughs> oh in more ways than one and yeah I mean it's it's hard because we get the message as as um you know women like you know it's come in if you have any you know call but it's still like okay but I've had doctors in the past who are like you're you again right like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and like I, the most recent time I went to Elni, it was a week apart. So I was like, well, last week when I was here, you know, and mm-hmm. like it's it's just hard. Uh, yeah, but thank goodness there was someone there to be like super validating. And I want to make sure I remember her name. So when I give birth, I could be like, is this person here? Because I would really <laughs> appreciate her. And uh, she's a black woman and she took she took such good care of me mm-hmm. um, in the like 20 minutes she was with me. Yeah. That is like in me, you know, because I <laughs> was very scared <laughs> the whole time. But yeah. um, just just to have that like patience of explaining things to me and like making me so reassured, like that's what what med students need to be trained in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we they should have therapists teaching uh, classes in med school for. It's, you know, I would love to, I mean, I that I do as a therapist, right? And I think about all like the one-on-one or like group work that I do. And sometimes I don't have time, you know, like there are all these like Instagram accounts. It's like, grow your business, you know, make passive income. And it's like, oh my God, nobody wants to do that. But in a perfect world, I would love to create some kind of coursework or even if it's just one lesson in a curriculum for like medical students or, you know, anyone involved in the maternal welfare um, world, like how to be sensitive to, to women who may be experiencing pregnancy loss, or even if they're not experiencing pregnancy loss, something is, you know, they feel like something's not right and how to be sensitive to that and how to hear that. And I think that's something that, you know, it's not taught, you know, or maybe you happen to have a professor, you happen to have a mentor who is tuned into that and, or maybe you're just a very empathic person or through your own personal experience, you know, you've learned to be attuned to those things, but these are the, like the soft skills that people need to be taught when they're, you know, training um, to take care of people and their bodies. So maybe I'll have to do that. <laughs> yeah, we, we are, let's, we are let's waiting. Collaborate. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm just thinking about like, like scenarios you can give and like the things I, you know, the things I said and how that, how that midwife picked up on them and was able to like, again, like make it so I wasn't crying, you know, and and just like noticing, like I was in the same room as somebody laboring and I'm close to that. And just like, you know, like all these things to pick up and, and it's not saying that, you know, all doctors do a bad job, but there's, you know, I think like approach to mindfulness you know, like, Hey, let's take a second. What's going on for this person? You know, like, is the TV Mm -hmm. on in their room? (laughs) You know, like, right. 
how are they, you know, like all of those things I think can be so important for medical professionals to notice. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ayanna, are there any resources that you feel that listeners should know about just right off the bat? Um, so, you know, oddly enough, the CDC has a lot of literature about, uh, I mean, they have, um, a good number of articles and um, things that are available um, online about racial disparities and black maternal health care. There are also organizations, I'm more familiar with with New York, obviously, than anything, but there are organizations that center around women's trauma. And then obviously, you know, there's a part of those organizations that dedicate their work to working with pregnancy or, you know, pregnant women. Um, one of the ones that I can think of hand is called the Black Women's Blueprint, which is an organization that's dedicated to working with women through their trauma. Um, and so, yeah, I, um, I do just, just because of the work that I do, you know, I've run across women not even necessarily in New York, but I try to keep a list of clinicians that I know of in other areas of, you know, the United States who do this kind of work because, you know, I serve New York, but I know of a woman who does it in Massachusetts. And so I try to familiarize myself with the names and the contact information of people who do that work. I'm always happy to talk to someone. And even if they're not going to become my client, you know, because they live out of state or whatever, you know, to say, but I know this other woman who does that work. So um, I feel like that's the kind of referrals that I do more so than to like large organizations, but obviously like institutions, you know, large medical institutions will often have programs that are dedicated to studying black maternal welfare. And um, a lot of the HBCUs, have emphasis on this and so their medical schools tend to make a point of it probably more so than anywhere else so and 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 you know people like create your organization you know create your (laughs) become a resource you know um so yeah great thank you so much are we ready for our last question I feel like this last question is like really switching gears because of (laughs) the interview that we've had but um we can ask we can switch we can just do a total 180 uh so this is a would you rather okay uh from my uno would you rather deck uh would you rather your friends always know where you are or your friends know everything you have said um I think that they have known everything that I have said because I don't want to be accused of having said something when I didn't. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good. That's good. Unexpected. Very good. Um, there used to be this, I don't know if you, yeah, well, I'm from New York. So there used to be this newscaster. His name was Warner Wolf. He was a sports newscaster. And he'd be like, let's go to the videotape. <laughs> you know, like if you have a tape recorder, it's like, no, actually what I said was. <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of helpful to be like, actually your perception of this was <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I've never thought about that question that way. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Nobody needs to know when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when I'm getting my like third sandwich from the deli, <laughs> which is fine. 
Yeah. So do you think they're getting like in inner like updates every time we move our bodies and they're like, oh, here she is. Or are they just like checking because they're curious to see how we're doing? Because I'd be fine with that. If someone's if someone wants to be curious around around like top of the hour when they know I'm probably using the bathroom between session, that is their own issue. Well, I always know I can text Sarah like at at 55 and like I'll probably get a text back. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) but yeah I I guess it's like well because like I think it's nice to have the like go back to the recording um and then like if Mm. someone wants to listen to all the things I've said because like I just sometimes talk to my dog for an hour so like you're gonna have to listen to that to see if I say anything bad Um, is that is it do you think it's like starting from now into the future or like oh I I don't know I I I mean, oh. I was in my 20s. <laughs> at, a, at a point in my life, I was in my 20s. That was it says your friends know everything <laughs> you have that. said. I have said past. <laughs> it's funny. They, I always have this experience with my husband where my husband's like, because, you know, you said blah. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. And he's like, you absolutely did. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. Maybe I have to think about that again. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> this was a this was a tough one I knew it was going to be a tough one when I asked I it I guess yet. like know where I am because like mm-hmm. I don't but uh, that's me I don't leave my house right now so like right. we're working from home so I'm working yeah. from home that's safe. like I like I'm I'm trying to not catch COVID before I give birth you know like <laughs> so oh, wow. I'm not sending you all the all the germ fighting (laughs) virus fighting energy i've got the lysol by the door anyone who comes in (laughs) covid (laughs) test and lysol um (laughs) but yeah uh yeah so i guess because like i don't know sometimes i i mean i guess it would be a nice practice and humility to go back to the dumb things i've said in my youth but like do I need to do that like I know I said dumb things and, uh, I, I don't know does everyone yeah, I, need I to can, know I can barely look at Instagram posts from like oh god 10 oh. years ago yeah th- this is what we're talking about kids I, <laughs> no, thank you sometimes I will delete like the Facebook memories because I'm like oh god what, yeah. what, yeah. I, what was I even thinking but for the most part I feel like I'm okay yeah yeah it's okay it's a yeah cool maybe thing. a little I could be like you know what this is why I emote more in private these days about personal things <laughs> and why I do it publicly about political things right right oh <laughs> uh, yeah oh, yeah Lord. this I guess I guess know where I am because like honestly my yeah. phone probably knows where I am all the time anyway <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, oh that's amazing it might be nice right. to have the the tape recorder and be like maybe I wasn't that dumb but probably was so you know oh, yeah uh, as usual that was a challenge I'm sorry. <laughs> we're getting into the more challenging ones there's no more fun oh my gosh anymore. so this this means that like we're growing in our therapy right because yeah like, or from... we're just getting through the deck i'll have to find oh, another deck of course <laughs> i like that all right a good um, night thing you know yeah well Absolutely. it's they look like these they're they look like uno cards and i think you're supposed to play it like uno like that okay and then if you get have to take a card you have to answer the question but Ooh. some of them are definitely not therapy appropriate and i have taken those out um, <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember what they are but um we can also d- go to ungame questions too because those are fun <gasps> as well oh yeah also like some that. really inappropriate therapy ones in the- 
<laughs> we can decide what's inappropriate. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, for teens, I'm not going to be like, how do you feel about like a nuclear holocaust? That was one of the one of the ungame questions. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about ghosts? Like, we don't need to. <laughs> I think I kept the ghosts one in, but if. A lot yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, um, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Ayana, where can people find you online? Um, so I am at www ayana ali lcsw.org so i'll spell that out www.ayanaalicsw.org um you can also find me at ayana ali lcsw on facebook you can also find me at ayana lcs ayana ali sorry lcsw on instagram and um, I can also be reached via email at Ayana at Ayana Ali LCSW.org. <laughs> um, and I always there. love your stories too. So yes, definitely give her a follow. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <check> those out. <laughs> well, Ayana, it was such a pleasure oh. to have you. Thank you so much for just giving us all this knowledge and sharing. And sharing so much with us. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun. This is fun. I laughed a lot. Good. Good. Well, thanks. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the show. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Instagram at TNDPod, on Twitter at TNDPod1, one is in the number one, or our website at TNDPodcast.com. If you, you can also, sorry, you can also follow us at <laughs> patreon.com slash TND podcast. We've got um, really cool stuff there. Uh, I definitely need to update this uh, episode script so I can more eloquently say what's there, but it's bonus episodes. You can vote on the questions we ask our guests. You can vote on the stuff we talk about in the bonus episodes, which is a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so much more. If you would like to just email us. You can email us at therapistsnextdoor at gmail.com. That's therapists, plural, nextdoor at gmail.com. And also, if you would like to be on the podcast, there is a link in our link tree to a uh, Google um, application. A, a Google application. Thank you. Podcast application. A Google podcast <laughs> application. That's the best way to sign up um and uh so check that out sarah made it and it is really cool sarah is there anything you would like to plug yeah thank you joanna uh double plugging that let's let's go to the videotape let's double plug that (laughs) um the patreon at what is it forward slash tng podcast Um, just helping us to continue make episodes to you know bring great interviews like the one we had today yeah yeah you can find me at teletherapywithsarah.com teletherapy underscore do you have to say that with Sarah on Instagram. I mean, it's all, it's all, all of our Instagrams, Etsy's websites are on the show notes. Um, They're all in our show notes. Yes. Check out my Etsy (laughs) millennial in therapy. (laughs) Uh, I also am excited about maybe having an Etsy in the future. So that's why I'm like Etsy's. (laughs) Etsy's. And I don't have an Etsy yet. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And one more thing. Uh, Teletherapy with Sarah.com forward slash blog to find Bi- bi-weekly wait wait two times per month there are blog posts from professional Bi-monthly. millennials from working class backgrounds and um yeah they're there for you learn how to unlearn implicit bias learn how to be yes. a better person 
<laughs> Brenna, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> I wish I was writing cool blog posts about being a better person. Uh, I don't. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know what I do. Um, <laughs> you can check me out at orianatherapy.com. Also, all my links are in the uh, show notes and all the show notes. So if you can't find these show notes, you can look at old ones. And Joanna, where are the show notes? Uh, the show notes are on our website or uh, when you download the podcast, they will be attached to the podcast and they got beautiful links because Joanna likes to link. Um, (laughs) Link, link, link. Um, Yeah, that's that's me. Okay, well, (laughs) until next time. (laughs) We We are are your therapists therapists next next door. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. We did a really good job. We <laughs> we held out for a long time. Oh. Yeah, my <laughs> my Sunday sillies. Here they come. Now. Here they come. It was fun. Sometimes when you do podcasts, it's like you know. Oh, I'm I'm so that I'm means glad. A lot. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah. I mean, that was like very beautiful. It was hard for me not to cry. Oh, I'm uh, so hard. I know. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I mean, I have no hormones, but I was also like this. <laughs> I've got all of them. They're all there. Yeah. Um, oh. Joanna, do we know the, the air date? I, I do. It is going to be September 19th. Okay. okay. So I have to get you the intro. I think you also asked me for a picture. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I tried to sign the waiver. I tried to print the waiver to sign it and scan it to you. And something's wrong with my printer. So I know I have you know like, all that stuff to get you. So we're just going to, so you were the, we made like all this like fancy Google doc, like podcast preparation paperwork. <laughs> you were the last person that we talked to before launching that. So I'll just send you that. It'll be easy to fill out. You can upload okay. the photo there. You can tell okay. us what you want to do for the history lesson there. I'll just forward oh, you that. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that way you don't have to like, yeah. Cause the agreement form is always like, uh, I don't know, just <laughs> yeah, that's type it in. <laughs> People get creative, um, but you don't yeah. have to be creative. I'll just send okay. it to you because it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. But again, thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. I yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Reach out if you have any questions or if you, you know, are like us and you wake up at two in the morning and you're like, Oh, I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. If there's <laughs> anything us you want email. us to take out, please let me know. And you have time because okay. it's, it's not going to be until, and I can even send it. If you're like, I would really like to listen to this before I'll probably have it done before then. Okay. Awesome. No, right, cool. I feel like leaving it as is is just the best thing. Cause then I'll like obsess and I don't need to. So fair enough. <laughs> and we don't have to go to any videotape. I, I feel that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well it was a pleasure enjoy the rest yeah. of the day thank you so much yeah. thank you <laughs> thank Bye. you thank you you too oh that was awesome that was good honestly the the midwife i had on friday was like she was amazing that's great what a what a great like experience sad, to have before terrifying. also having this yeah 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 you did beautifully and you thank you handled yourself beautifully and you expressed yourself beautifully and like oh yeah she was so nice and she yeah it, so easy yeah i'm gonna actually i'm gonna send her the thing right now because i will forget excuse me it's okay i've, I've been burping all day because like there's a dude kicking on my a little, little dude get out of here dude. whenever you're ready get out of here and my mom is coming down for the yeah Yeah, so i'm excited all right cool dude and uh yeah
Yeah, I really that was um... great. That was great. I took yeah. my I took my methylphenidate a little bit earlier, so it like hit just as we were starting. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Excellent. Yes. Um, well, that's great. Um, and we've got two um, more, three more recordings. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So we have yeah we have. So we're like Julia good till October. Yeah. Oh, you know we can just start doing if we want. During our free time, we can just record the spooky series if we want to do that again. Yeah. And then we can just Absolutely. be good forever. Um, yeah, even if we do like the last two, because let me just look real quick for the calendar. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so Yulia's going to be the 26th of September. Robin's going to be the 3rd of October. No, mm-hmm. she's going to be the 10th of October. Shana's going to be the 17th. Of, so we have we would have two Ooh. weeks to do spookies. And Halloween okay. is the 31st, is a Monday, so... Um, Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, All right, cool. So we uh, yeah, have some I, good horror movies to watch. We can. I feel like I, there was we, one that I wanted to tell you about. but one, And maybe we can think about if we want to have Matt back or if we just want to do some, someone else do. Yeah. Um, I feel like Julia would do it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, she totally would. I, honestly, like Julia's, I was talking to, I was talking to the client that we have mutually about about their spouse mm. taking oh, like married. no no they haven't got married yet but it's coming okay. their their partner oh. yeah mm-hmm. um because like medication is now on the table which is good but that medication is ketamine and i was like but i'm so glad we oh. had that we i feel like so much more informed that i had that conversation with julia i was like i don't think they're gonna give ketamine right away i don't think that's right. like how that happens um yeah oh that's great good good uh use of your resources but yeah i was like i feel so good about this and because like that person is a medical professional as well so like she mm-hmm. knows and i was like able to be like whoop, 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 whoop. you know i know what i'm talking about sometimes <laughs> so i never heard from the other potential mutual client is she deciding to do I something don't else or? i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to her on tuesday and push her okay. to because like i want to be like listen i really think you just you at least need somebody to check in with once a month i'm because i just i just don't want her to because we can talk yeah, about that she, she signed a whole thing so but um yeah fair. but yeah i just don't I know she's feeling really well and I don't want it to be just not like a manic phase, but like not realizing that some of this might be a high mm-hmm. from my cycles. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Okay. So that's fair. I'm going to talk oh, yeah. to her on Tuesday and okay. push her to do that. Um, yeah. Even if, even if like pushing, I mean, whatever's holding her back to, you know, if she's like also not if she like wants to meet with someone else too it could also like help in yeah. that process too. yeah but it's like mm. hey do, like we only have one or two sessions left man like i don't yeah, think she's realizing um but she just started a new job at a law firm so like it's you know i'm sure that's yeah. a lot i'm sure i'm starting to work with more lawyers hell yeah Who knew they needed help with anxiety <laughs> with their 60 80 hour work weeks i'm like do you Ugh. could you maybe like put your phone away <laughs> you know? right like, can you imagine at least when you're not like Ugh. i was like maybe i should have been a lawyer damn it and then i was like no i would have like 
spun out of control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's encouraged. Or just mm-hmm. like been a bitter human being for the rest of my life. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. But it's good that I'm Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. All right. Find well, enjoy the rest of your enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you too. And we have Excellent. so we only have one more Tuesday recording, right? And that's Yulia. Which one is oh yeah, yeah. So this week. Okay. So okay. our next two Sundays are booked, right? excellent yeah which is like terrifying because that's like close to when i'm having a baby bubbles i know i'm super excited i i just watch like facebook videos of little newborns it's amazing anyway yeah anyway i can't wait for you to meet him too i'm excited i know i'm excited that'll be cool Um, i haven't met a baby in a while me neither <laughs> yeah yeah i think i met a baby last summer i don't um, know the last time I, I i you know i met a baby on our on our car ride but she was like mm-hmm. she was like one and a half so oh, yeah a little enough baby. to be like, like still a potato you gotta like yeah. hold its little head up yeah and you can get like high contrast things that are helpful for me so like this little that little thing that's always behind me we're gonna put mm-hmm. that up for tummy time so you can look oh, at it and be like time. look at this yeah i'm just excited Very to be like cool. look dude a light and he's like yeah <laughs> this is great oh so. i'm so excited to meet him i know me too i think he's gonna be long it's gonna be a very long baby mm-hmm. it's gonna be like what do you say like 95th percentile big boy big boy yeah i mean and like, like alex is tall his dad is tall my dad is tall yeah. my brother is tall yeah yeah so i think i was nine and a half pounds i mean like it like these these like big like big babies happen but like 10 pounds is like that's a lot of baby to be carrying in your in your baby holder yeah it is but um but yeah i think i want to like i was even because i was doing hypnobirth stuff this morning and i was like this needs to be more accessible um to everyone <laughs> like hypnobirthing stuff because it's just like a lot it's a lot of grounded in science like positive affirmations like how to advocate for yourself during labor like this just needs to be i i shouldn't have to pay 70 dollars for this like like luckily i can right but um i'm wondering if it's like something i could do as far as like offering classes or i don't know that's a great idea yeah yeah all right fam all right. Well, have, have a wonderful day. Thanks. I'm you gonna too. go return my tiny shirt. Then <laughs> look at your vegetables. I'm so excited about them. I like my vegetables. Thank you. Yeah. Take some, good for take you. some pictures. Thank yes. you. I'll take a picture of my dulcimer for when we have Because, <laughs> like, no idea. one knows what it looks like. Because, like, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. And there's nothing in the name to make me, like, oh, yeah. Yep. It's just a long stick. But I guess so is it as we do. All right. Have a good day. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Thank you.